Welcome to the Dig In Travel Podcast, where travel and other digital professionals level up their marketing skills by listening to the top industry experts. And now here's your host, Istok Franco, founder of DigInTravel.com, your number one resource for travel, digital, e-commerce, and marketing. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 22 of the Dig In Travel Podcast. We started with this podcast last January, so this is the first episode of year two or season two of the Digging Trail podcast. When I was thinking about what is the best way to start the new year, I tried to reflect on the past episodes and all the great guests we had on this podcast. When I looked at the numbers and your feedback, the most popular episode we did last year was when I talked to Nina Whitcomb from McKinsey about the future scenarios for airline distribution and retailing. More than a year ago, McKinsey published an interesting report where they identified four future scenarios for airline distribution and retailing. The first scenario McKinsey identified was basically a status quo or continuation of the current state. The second scenario envisioned large airlines like AirAsia evolving into a travel platforms. In the first scenario, McKinsey predicted intermediaries like OTAs emerging as trail platforms. And in the last fourth scenario, McKinsey identified a greenfield platform like Amazon or Google taking over retail in the future. I can understand why this topic is so interesting to everybody in travel and the airline industry because we are all looking over our shoulders what big airlines or OTAs like Booking and Expedia are doing. When Amazon started buying planes, I saw many thinking, here we go, this is it, Amazon will take over travel retail. And we are speculating for years about OTAs versus meta searches versus Google and their battles in travel distribution landscape. Now, that McKinsey report was published more than a year ago and many scenarios seemed futuristic back then. But COVID and the pandemic turned a lot of things upside down and it seems like most of the travel industry is in wait-and-see mode. It's like calm before the storm. Yet, we can already see how pandemic accelerated change and digital transformation in many other industries. So, the question is, what will happen with travel distribution and retailing in the future? Will we see a true travel retail, a big travel retailing platform? To try answering some of these questions, I talked to Mauricio Prieto, an expert in travel tech and distribution. Mauricio is a person who follows the travel ecosystem closely and offers his visionary views in his Travel Tech Essentialist newsletter. Mauricio was one of co-founders of eDreams, one of the largest European OTAs, and now consults many travel businesses. So, Let's dig into the future of trail retailing and distribution with Mauricio. Hello, Mauricio, and welcome to the Digging Trail podcast. Thank you, so very happy to be here. I follow your work for a long time, your newsletter that I will recommend to all my listeners and all Digging Trail podcast listeners. It's really inspiring a lot of uh, visionary views about the travel industry, the tech space, the startup scenes. So... Mauricio, as we start the 2021, you are a great observant of our industry, especially the tech part, like I said. 
How do you look at where we are now at the beginning of 2021? I saw on Twitter that I think you wrote as bad as 2020, uh, 2020 was the start of 2021 was even worse. So can we be optimistic? Well, I, I, I was just being realistic. I was just observing <laughs> how, how uh, the first uh, few days of 2021 started. Uh, it was also, of course, done as a, as a joke, right? But, but, um, but that was an, even before all the events in uh, Washington. Uh, yes. So, but anyway, so it, what, you know, what, what it relates to travel, of course, it has, we all wish that the world was like Israel. Right, it's, uh, Israel is the only country in the world that has gotten its its uh, vaccination rate in order, or that has vaccinated its population, or is vaccinating its population at a at a fast rate. The, the rest of the world is failing, so that's unfortunate. They're like country uh, work like a startup or a crisis management. They're like just rolling it out, right? Exactly. It is. It is really. You know, I think that I, I don't know who coined it, the startup country or, the, you know, the, the, there was a book called The Startup Country. It, it really is the uh, startup country by definition. Uh, other countries, you know, other countries talk a lot about being startup countries and things. But, you know, this the whole vaccination process is, is uh, showing us how, you know, the, the, the very kind of fast and agile mentality that uh that the country has and and uh, so that's you know i think that the way i see the year going i'm i'm optimistic i mean i'm i'm generally optimistic on how the year is going i mean the, we we should all be thanking every scientist and, and and doctor that has made the miracle of of giving us a vaccine in such a short period of time and unfortunately now it's in the hands of uh bureaucrats and politicians to roll it, roll it out so that's that's always a uh, reason to be worried uh but let's hope that that things will be working smoother and that you know the the most at-risk population first will be vaccinated and then everybody else and then you know again i'm i'm, I'm optimistic on the outlook of travel i mean we we have yet to find an alternative to to leisure travel, so uh, I think leisure travel will come back in in full, full, full force. In one of your newsletters, you wrote about I think it was Boston Consulting Group prediction that travel will, let's say, not come back to 2019 level until 2024, and you said that you are more optimistic about that. Why do you base your optimism? Because I'm personally as well, because talk just talking to people. I think so many people want to travel and we are stuck in places and want to meet people, want to go places personally, vacations, like you said, leisure travel. I think that I, I, I think that there's clearly a latent demand for travel. Um, people have also forcibly have had to save some money because they haven't traveled and, and you know unfortunately people have lost their jobs as well. So that's that's something to take into account that will impact travel, um, but but there will be travel, right? <clears throat> um, you know, travel doesn't mean taking a flight and flying for ten hours. Travel is is being redefined, and 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 now it means uh, in many cases driving and going somewhere close. 
the expectation of travel, at least leisure travel coming back in full force is just, it just responds to the way, to human nature. Uh, people, people have that need to connect, have that need to, to, to connect with other people, to, to disconnect from, from daily life and, um, and to go to places. And, uh, then another question, which, uh, which I'm sure that you, you know a lot better than I do, but, but there's also a question of, of, um, of the supply side, right? So, so airlines cannot just from one night, from one night to the next morning, reconnect every single, uh, yeah. aircraft and, and have all, you know, so I think it will take time for, for the supply side of things to, to get back into business and that will be more gradual. Yeah, that is certainly implication because airlines needs to, let's say, be very careful with the supply side because of the cash burn and they, most of the 2020 was just preventing or limiting this cash burn. But exactly. maybe one area that, let's say, you are more expert in and it's connected to this is, okay, we saw 2020 as this black swan event really disrupted everything and one area that you are, let's say, monitoring or following closely is the travel distribution landscape, the text landscape that's very interconnected. I think, and this is my observation as well, is that in the track distribution and the whole tech, uh, travel tech ecosystem, the platforms were the one who survived the best. I think you wrote in one of your pieces, it's about having low asset business you know, and mostly digital assets. So these are the companies I think we see that survive the best. So how do you think the pandemic and all these things that happened, how do you think did they reshuffle the cards in travel distribution and travel landscape? I mean, I, I, I think that the, um, in, in, in terms of travel distribution, I, the world in general, the travel world and, and, and the products are becoming a lot more complicated and complex you know before whenever you stayed overnight uh you whenever you stayed somewhere you just look for a hotel uh now there's all sorts of different types of accommodation which it is not realistic to let consumers or to expect that consumers will be experts into the different kind of accommodations that exist and that they know and to and to put it to them to know where to book those different types of accommodations, right? So I think that the, the large platforms like, like Booking uh, or, or, or Expedia have done a good job at moving from, we allow you to reserve hotels overnight to uh, we give you um, options to stay uh, and not necessarily overnight, sometimes it's three hours during the day. So, so, so they have made the transition, you know, the, the whole jobs to be done approach is no longer allow you to book hotels. It's just allow you to stay in, in a place, um, and not necessarily overnight, but so, so they have done a good job and, and there's a, a big need for that. And, um, so that is to say that when the product becomes more complex, there's a need for a retailer to put some order into that complexity and to allow you to compare apples to apples, right? Um, again, it, it would not be 
easy for the consumer to have to go to you know X, Y, Z, or D supplier, depending on the type of accommodations that they that they're looking for. They want to go to one place, put the criteria that that, that they're interested in, and then see 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 what addresses those criteria. So so the product and then the criteria also becoming more more complex. I mean, before it was just you know location and uh, price. Now there's also health um, consideration. All this additional information that needs to be considered, so, right? So, so there's a lot of additional information, and, and whenever there is that complexity, I think it, it favors retailers. Uh, so I'm I'm optimistic on the outlook of retailers, um, or, or or the value or, or the value that retailers bring. Now. Um, to challenge you a little bit, I agree, but who are now the true travel retailers? You know, travel retailers, if we're talking about accommodations, it's, it's, uh, it's booking, you know, booking Expedia. And, you know, there's, there's travel retailers in every geography, right? So in, in Europe, eDreams of Egypt is very strong. In Latin America, Despegar is strong. So you're talking about OTAs mostly. We're, to we're, we're, we're talking about OTAs and, of course, um, Google is playing a, a larger role, an increasingly large role. But but what I was going to say also is that um, what has changed also is that the, uh, suppliers are good are, are becoming very good, very strong, and they're with with very good offerings. And uh, so so the a few years ago, many of the reasons why you would not buy direct is because the the experience in the direct booking was very subpar, right? Um, the the whole merchandising, the experience overall was 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 not very good. Um, that has that has changed. I mean, airlines and hotels have invested in general. They are better um, than they're making very good progress. So the difference in terms of the whole booking experience is is being, you know, or 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 the leadership that large OTAs or retailers had is being reduced in terms of the overall experience because suppliers are becoming are, are, are better. Because, you know, a lot of times before the consumer books on the OTA, they, they, they look at the, at the supplier just, you know, to see if there's if any the price is the same. Yeah. And, and pricing and things like that. So, and, and, and some, many times, um, that behavior, the supplier was not was was not capturing that client because of the subpar booking experience. But but now it's changing. I mean, again, as I say, so so now there's a bigger opportunity for suppliers or for consumers to look at the OTAs that are meta, meta like a meta search, and then go to suppliers. Um, that that will always exist, right? But but I think that suppliers also have other other angles that they can take it into consideration in order to convince but you said consumers that product is more complex and there is a need for retailer i think you also wrote about that that there is still a gap for a true travel retailing platform who you think is the best suited to fill this gap is it an ota like a travel traditional travel retailer that will just expand the portfolio add more products and consolidate everything is it on one hand a very ambitious airline, maybe like AirAsia, which is, I think, now the only one that is openly talking about we want to go, go that route, we see this route, we want to be this digital retailer, or it's 
it's it's the retailer itself like amazon which i we saw in geographies like india is already cooperating with uh, let's say trail suppliers to put their offering in the subscription packages in their prime packages with discounts uh, who do you think is the best suited and do you think this change to somebody fill this gap will be accelerated by COVID and the pandemic? Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's an interesting question. And, you know, in terms of the Air Asia, I've, I've, always, I've, I've always thought that there, there was a great opportunity for airlines. I mean, airlines are spending a lot of money in getting traffic. Um, and, uh, and that traffic doesn't necessarily uh, is not necessarily only looking for the, you know, the very few um, city pairs that the airline offers. So, uh, you know, the, the whole movement by AirAsia to, to try to become a retailer in order to increase the conversion rate um, of, of that traffic, I think, is, is spot on. Uh, but that, that being said, I mean, the, to be an airline is, is I, I would think that it's an extremely complicated business to be in. Uh, it's to, the, the core business itself is, it's, is a complicated business. So um, the expectation that you can do that job very well and also do the very complicated business of being a you know, world-class retailer, it's too much to ask. Um, it's two, two very different businesses. And then, you know, the... Um, the, the the superstars in in an OPA uh, are very different than the superstars in an airline. Um, you know the roles, the function that they that, that they do in the company, and uh, so for, for that reason, I think it's it's all the steps that AirAsia is taking is it's is great. But if if I'm putting my bet in terms of who's going to be the the largest retailer, um, it will be somebody. <laughs> with with it's it's a retailer right so so the question is which retailer and um and it is interesting to think that in 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 other products we've been i think that expedia or booking um they've been around for 20 years right and uh and differently than in other sectors there's you know when 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 people think about you know when, when people in, in many parts of the world, when they think about buying a product, um, they, they go to Amazon, right? So Amazon has replaced Google as the, as, as the place where people search for products. Mm -hmm. um, that hasn't happened in, in travel. And uh, you know, people still go to Google to search for, you know, as, as, the, as a starting point to search for, for travel products. So that has been a lost opportunity, and I don't know why, but it, is, it has been a lost opportunity uh, in, the, um, in that there hasn't been a dominant uh, retailer out there. It might be good, right, because there, it, it opens up opportunities for, for other competitors to come in, uh, but it also opens up um, opportunities for the very large uh, companies like uh, Google and and Amazon to to take a larger role because yeah. again the, the the fact that the starting point for many of us is Google uh, it means that that you know OTAs in general haven't 
haven't done a good enough job at convincing consumers that the starting point should be them. Uh, and, and when a very large percentage of the population goes to Google, uh, it also, of course, opens up, uh, you know, it gives Google ideas and, and it also gives Amazon ideas, right? Yeah, maybe booking did, for example, for hotels, people went for hotels and booking became a synonym. But like you said, now the product became more complex. And how I look at it in our digital academy, where we look at this, let's say, more strategic part, we talk about three key things uh, that airline marketers or OTA marketers or any marketer need to think about. The first one is about your uniqueness. Are you solving a unique problem? The second one is about frequency. And the third one is relevancy. And relevancy, I think, is a combination of uniqueness and this frequency. So when it comes to frequency, I don't think you can compete with Amazon. I don't think you can compete with Google because people use it on a daily basis. So I think the only thing that is there for somebody in travel or people in travel to stay relevant is this uniqueness. And we see, and I think you wrote about it, I did also in the past, if you don't want to, for people to go to Google to search or to go to Amazon to search, you need to offer something more unique. And this is when we go back to this complex thing of the problem. For example, in the airline world, the pricing was very complex. And then you have innovative OTAs like Hopper who embedded AI price prediction and they became, they solved this unique problem. So I think this is the only way is to find and be unique in solving these problems. And I think when, with the product being more complex, I think here lies the opportunity for people in travel to compete with Googles and Amazons to solve this problem better. Uh, but like I say, like you said, it's a, complete, uh, it's a complex challenge. I, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, in terms of having, having unique inventory, uh, that, is, that, that, is, that is the key to it. And, and by inventory, um, we could define inventory also in terms of you know, price, in, in terms of uh, financing opportunities, um, in terms of um, you know, in, in the transportation world, in terms of multimodal solutions, because um, just like the world is becoming more complex in accommodations, also in transportation, right? In transportation, there's a multitude of new of new players out there um, offering different type of transportations, um, not only plane, but you know, like the, the transportation market is extremely extremely fragmented now, and and uh, and again, in terms of the the whole job to be done approach people want to go from point a to point b not necessarily yeah. they don't want to go from the airport closest to point a to the airport closest to point b and and um and i think that there will be a lot of disruption um in the transportation side taking advantage of this multimodal approach but combining the multimodal and and also the personalization side because you know what what you might be interested in in terms of going from point A to point B is very different from, from what I might be interested in. I, I might prefer trains, um, you might prefer whatever. Um, but, but, you know, combining these different elements, I think there's a lot of interesting things to be done. And, and you know, you have companies like Kiwi.com already mm -hmm. uh, try, trying to, to do things in, on that side. Uh, but, in, but also, you know, I think you mentioned Hopper. I, you know, Hopper is a company that I, that I love because because they 
they have um, put themselves in the consumer's position and, and, and they are really changing the whole equation and, 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 and they're becoming more of a, a fintech company than, than, a, than a travel tech while giving extremely valuable uh, travel services for, for travelers, for the traveler. So, so that is, you know, that is part of the uniqueness that you were um, very correctly um, referring to. And another thing is, is, you know, at the end of the day, this is a, a business about real estate, right? So you need to be occupying as much real estate or digital real estate as possible whenever somebody is, is thinking of, of a travel product. And uh, you need to be anticipating, uh, anticipating that need. Uh, and, and definitely when somebody is acting on that, on, on, on that need, be it searching on Google or, or searching on, on social media or, or, or giving some type of signal, you need to be there. And, and, and that is, that is the, the whole real estate, the digital real estate presence, that is the business that large OTAs have excelled in. And, 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 and that is something where, you know, before I was saying that suppliers in general, you know, the stars in the supplier uh, businesses are not necessarily the marketers or the engineers who, who are the ones making sure that, you know, the, the retailer is occupying as much real estate as possible. So, so that, is, that, that is also an, a very, very important um, last ingredient um, you know, in addition to the uniqueness and, and the other yeah. factors that you place is, is the need to be there in front of a consumer. Like you said, this point I love about the stars in, let's say, airline and the stars in digital companies or OTAs. That's why, for example, I'm really curious when I see a company like Eurowings Digital, who was formed especially because of that, because they said we work on completely on different uh, parameters, we need completely different mindset, not this operational excellence and not uh, being, uh, let's say, low risk, uh, everything uh, working on time. We need to take risk, we need to experiment in digital world. So this is one thing maybe to try to tackle this, but it's still difficult. And when we come back, like you said, one thing is yeah, to find this unique element and to solve something, to innovate. And then is to scale it, to sell it. And this is where you need this digital real estate when you need digital advertising. But if you go back to the, the first part, which is, in my opinion, more difficult to figure out, to be unique, to be innovative, you, were, uh, you started uh, when the, uh, with the OTA, eDreams in Europe, and then it grew. Uh, Hopper, like you said, is innovative companies, airlines, there is there are some startup airlines like now like breeze airways the time curious in us that's to me that would be the dream to start it from ground you know all the digital ecosystem but when these companies grow it's much more difficult to innovate you know even for otas i would see once they become large organizations it's difficult how do you see otas or even airlines what is the best way for them to innovate you follow startup ecosystem quite closely. Is it in the cooperation with startup or it's uh, startups or it's building these capacities internally? I, I think that um, as a result of what we are living um, and um, companies in general are a lot more lean um, because 
unfortunately, because they have had to let go um, employees and and so so large large corporates I think will or are having to work a lot more with startups um, in order to complement needs that they have and um, and also what last year or two years ago was not really urgent now it is right so so being able to being able to accompany the, the customer throughout the journey uh, being able to solve um, problems in real time when there are flight disruptions uh, and rebook them and you know or first alert them about a possible flight disruption and then do something about it that opens up entirely new businesses for or, or or needs for consumers that companies need to need to solve and 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 the collaboration with startups there is is evident and 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 there is and that is part of innovation i mean part of innovation is is making sure that that the entire journey is is smooth right so it's not only about making sure that people find you and people book but it's making sure that that uh, customers are um, you know, as satisfied and informed during the entire journey as possible, and that, and, and of course, that that is something that um, that OTAs are well aware of, and and that it's not only about booking; it's it's about accompanying the co the customer um, after they book, and and um, and that's 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 an interesting challenge for for OPAs who who have a lot of information on their clients i mean they know where their clients are are staying the type of the the type of taste that they have you know they might be vegetarian and they might be you know they, they know what time they're arriving to the hotel they 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 can recommend a lot of a lot of contextually relevant products and services related to that trip um in a way that that makes it easier to the customer um, overall. The whole connecting connecting the dots, I think it's 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 an important component in terms of the uh, innovation. And and then you also have very innovative type of, you know, in terms of innovation, it's not only about 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 the product itself or or about you know technology. It's you know you have airlines like Volaris in Mexico testing interesting programs in terms of subscription type of programs. I mean, Volari sees, sees itself as, Volari sees its biggest competitors, not other airlines, but bus. Um, yeah, bus. long distance buses, yeah. Long, long distance buses. So so that's, I think that that, that is a, an interesting angle to look at things and, and it opens up new opportunities in terms of how to think about your product, how to think about reaching your customer and that's why they have you know opened up new new programs that that are looking to um to attract the um the clients that have not necessarily traveled in the past by air or that have probably never uh traveled by air but they're they're, they're traveling uh by bus very often so um that's that's i think a good example of innovation a good example of innovation and in, i mean you mentioned OTAs. I think OTAs is a good example of OTAs haven't really changed that much in the last <laughs> 15 years. If you look at the if you look at what what you know the the entire consumer experience. But I think that you know I'm I'm very I I admire a lot how uh, companies like like uh, 
Xperia or Booking have adapted the, the product um, mm-hmm. uh, and moved and, and moved to a very, very kind of uh, multi accommodation approach. And, and I think it's also interesting how eDreams is testing um, the, uh, the subscription program. Um, yeah. and, uh, I saw in Italy they had uh, with hotels and things. Yeah, so, so, so they're, you know, now uh, a large percentage of, um, of their customers are, you know, paying a subscription price. They're, they're subscribers to the eDreams Prime uh, program. And uh, so I think that it's, all, all these attempts are, are very worthwhile, very interesting. And, you know, now it'll, it, it will be a matter of seeing how much are subscribers kind of renewing their subscription, how much they got. Uh, well, the, the last year is a bad example because, you know, nobody flew that much, but, but it's a matter of, of, of seeing, um, you know, w- whether that subscription program uh, is giving consumers enough, but, but definitely it's, it's the sort of um, innovation that I think that um, OTA should be trying and that goes outside of the traditional innovation in terms of uh, product. When we talked about innovation, I think this year will be very challenging, especially for airlines, for example, because there will be like these two different areas or two different focus. So on one hand, hopefully where vaccine kicks in, we will need to focus on not generating demand, but I think fulfilling demand. We'll fight for the same customer with OTAs, with everybody, because there will be a boost in demand and leisure demand and airlines will need to get them and then we'll need to come this excellence and fight for this digital real estate. So there will be pressure on book, making bookings and all this stuff. But on the other hand, like you said, there is a pressure in this shift on digital consumption, digital product on these strategic things, investing in the platforms, investing in the touch points. So I think shuffling these two will be really hard, especially because of the limited resources. Because I, I've been in airline operation shoes or I work for an OTA. And when you are sucked into generating sales, it's sometimes difficult to look long-term how you will change the product, the digital platforms. So I don't know how you see this challenge, but or maybe is the answer to this challenge what we talked before, uh, looking at startups to fill this long-term gap and try to follow the landscape and see how they can help new innovations with uh, innovative companies to help you with accelerate this change. Yeah, and, and you know, the, the, as you mentioned, again, the, the, the core business of an airline is, I, 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 I would imagine that it's a very complicated business to run by focusing on, on your core business. The other things that lay outside of that can be fulfilled by other companies, by partnerships. I think that there will be a lot more partnerships with with startups, as I mentioned. You know, with startups and or, or other la- larger companies. You know, like I, you know, the the opportunities to to do things. You know, I mean, r- right now we are seeing very large partnerships with uh, with pe- you know between travel and healthcare companies. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, so uh, maybe not necessarily you know startups and and you know all size all size of companies, but by by looking to specialize with those people that are whose core business is, is outside of of the business of an airline or, or the hotel but 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 where they need solutions in those areas so i think that that will continue is there any other digital trends or let's say tech trends that you're personally interested not necessarily connected to travel 
that you think will have a big impact in 2021 or might be even relevant for our industry? I'm very interested in, in the whole, the, the so-called future of work, which also work. is now future of education, because it, it has been um, fast forwarded and now, now it's like really the present of work, right? So, you know, it used to be work from the office and then you were able to work from home maybe a, one day a week and now now it's work from anywhere and of course not everybody but a, but but a, but a, a significant percentage of the work population and um, has changed and, and and that also is changing in terms of edu the education not not that everybody will want to do education online but at least at least a segment of the population will look at online learning in in a different uh, way. And, and, and that, that has some relationship with travel as well, right? So, so that is an area that, that I'm interested in, 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 in looking at, at, you know, how the whole future of work and future of education uh, impacts travel. And, and you have very interesting companies like, um, like Selena, um, which, which I think that, that will, will be able to take advantage of this whole you know digital nomad trend the the way that these sectors interact will be will be interesting to see and 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 see what the impact of with travel is no no when you mentioned this digital nomads and we were talking not only digital we were talking privately before this interview how you moved from spain from barcelona to california now to new orleans and i said yeah with this future of work and education, which is not anymore the future, is the present. People are also more flexible. They can spend time in places that they can choose. So they can be, I don't know, sometimes in the mountains, on the sunny side, in America, in Asia, wherever. And I think this is opportunity for travel. I already saw some innovation in this space. I think it was American Airlines that cooperated and packed again in a subscription package this travel so flexibility to travel between these places and then uh, workspace, you know, so you don't own the property, but you have, you can have workspaces in different places, in different cities. So maybe this is a supplement or this is something that can uh, at least somehow fill the gap that we will be, see with the traditional corporate travel of the past. Yeah. And, 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 and then also in terms of, um, I have taken a, a few flights lately. And, uh, and <laughs> it's good <laughs> to hear. Yeah. And 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 I have been very impressed with the overall airport experience. Uh, you know, the if if you have and anybody who has not traveled lately will be very impressed with with the you know touchless seamless, seamless technology that is that that is now in place in airports. So that is something here to stay and that will improve the overall travel experience um, and uh, the whole, you know, biometrics and, and touchless. Uh, that has taken a, a, a tremendous acceleration during the, during the crisis. And, and there has been a lot of innovation that you will be able to, to enjoy uh, in the airports. So that, that is something good. And then, you know, in, in terms of transportation or, or, or new type of travels, you know, we, we mentioned the driving and, and, and that has 
there has been a very big boost in terms of mobile campers and recreational vehicles. And although this might be a one uh, a one time uh, boost, but what is for sure undoubtable is that some segments of the population that wouldn't have tried this type of <clears throat> outdoor and, and mobile vehicles and RVs has tried these uh, this type of travel and, and has discovered a very enjoyable way to travel. So um, even if even if it's a one shot boost, but it has suddenly expanded their universe of, of customers who will who some of them will repeat. So um, so again, o- overall, I think that the the crisis has opened new opportunities for new type of travel for more diversity in travel in general. Um, and um, so that, that is something good. That, you know, there are people, there are companies that are benefiting from this um, and uh, that is taking away tourism from, you know, the typical few cities that concentrated all the tourists. Now it's, it's more diversified and that's, you know, that, that is good too. And that is good for, for the owners of those, you know, um, travel destinations, and it's good also for us to kind of try new things as well. Before we end, Mauricio, I have to ask you one thing. I saw on, t- on Twitter that you and your family are open water swimmers. So tell me a little bit about that because it's really interesting to me. Yeah, you know, so I'm, I've been a big fan of this, of the, of swimming in general and, and in, um, open water swimming in particular. That is something that when I was in Barcelona, I, I, I used to swim on a very regular basis uh, there in the Mediterranean. And then when I was in San Francisco, I, I used to swim almost every day in the Bay Area, which the water is, is cold uh, without a wetsuit. <laughs> uh, so the water, the water gets down to about, uh, goes anywhere from eight degrees to maybe 16 degrees. Um, oh my God! You have to swim fast and a lot <laughs> to stay warm. <laughs> but but uh, but yeah, this this Christmas we actually and, and one of our daughters she's she's a swimmer, and she organized a a swim uh, from uh, from Cozumel to mainland Mexico, which is about twenty twenty miles. Uh, oh, it, it ended up being less. It ended up being like twenty. 27 kilometers um, to raise money for, you know, for educational opportunities for Hispanic students here in, in New Orleans. So, so uh, that was a, it, it was a cool kind of project to, or, or a, a very enjoyable swim to do as a family. Um, so that was, my, my wife is also a swimmer. She was a competitive swimmer um, when she was younger and, um, so, so, so now we enjoy it as a family. No, no, that's great to be able to do such projects with your kids. I think it's it's great. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Mauricio, uh, for this chat. Uh, I will, as I said at the beginning, I recommend all my listeners and Digging Trail listeners to check your newsletter, especially they're interested in more these grander schemes of uh, travel and the landscape, the tech landscape and the distribution. And I hope we can repeat this uh, sometimes uh, soon in the future and talk about, again, maybe at some better times and look back at how we recovered from all these things from the pandemic and how I, I hope our industry changed for the better. Yeah, th- well, th- thank you for the, the invitation and, and also um, 
I I love what you're doing with digging travel and 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 the you know the insightfulness that you bring and the transparency that you bring to uh, to the market. So thank you for for the work that you're doing as well. And it, it has been a pleasure uh, for me to participate in your podcast. So thank you for the invitation. This podcast is supported by Pros. Are you looking to optimize revenues across revenue management, retail, and distribution? With more than 30 years of experience and a legacy in the airline industry, Pros provides AI-powered solutions that optimize selling in the digital economy. Pros customers, who are leaders in their markets, benefit from decades of data science expertise infused into our industry solutions. If you like this podcast, check out Pros Podcast, The View from 30,000 Feet, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Pros website. Or visit the Resource Center at pros.com to access our special COVID-19 edition webinars and blog posts.